before we delve into today's show, I want to issue a warning, as this episode is a birth trauma special. In the show, we will be discussing childbirth in, at times, quite graphic detail, as well as there being mentions of fertility treatment, miscarriage and stillbirth. Whilst all of these topics can be incredibly hard to hear and speak about, it's the lack of conversation and openness that can leave women experiencing it feeling very isolated. Sadly, all of these affect women more commonly than you would think, and it's why I want to give a voice to it, because you are not alone. That said, myself and the three ladies that you are about to meet spend much of the episode laughing, and we are proof that time is a healer and things really do get better. So if you are listening and affected by any of today's topic, please know that you are not alone, your feelings are valid and that things will improve. It is okay to not be okay. You never have to suffer in silence. And even if you don't feel there is anyone close to you that you can open up to, there are others out there who will listen and can help. And in the show notes, you will find links to the charities, the Birth Trauma Association, Tommy's and Mind. I am very privileged to present you this week with three No Ordinary Gals in an extra special episode dedicated to Birth Trauma Awareness Week. Here is today's show. Hello and welcome to the No Ordinary Gal podcast. I am your host, Laura. This is the show where we will be celebrating the normal, the average, the everyday girl. And I'll be sharing stories from ladies who may seem to fit that bill, but to me, they're really rather extraordinary. So come along with us and discover how you too are no ordinary gal. Today's show is taking a slightly different format and is a bit of a one-off special. This week is Birth Trauma Awareness Week and if you've listened to my intro episode or follow along on Instagram, you'll know that this is a subject extremely close to my heart and one that I will give a voice to at any possible chance. When I was unwell as a direct result of my birth trauma, I had never heard of it And it wasn't until I started to seek help that I discovered it was even a real thing, let alone that there was a whole birth trauma association that was there to help me. But what was even more startling was just how many others had experienced a birth trauma. And one of the things that really helped my recovery was knowing that I wasn't alone. Just off the back of my intro episode of No Ordinary Gal, women who had listened started opening up to me about their experiences. And today's guests are proof of just how common it is, as they are all fellow mums from Robin's school class. At our end of year picnic with the kids, just days after my episode went out, they came to talk to me about their experiences. A handful out of just 20 mums who had all experienced some sort of birth trauma that had a profound effect on them. All different, but all valid. We won't be going into the gory details of the births themselves, but rather the impact it had on them, their families and how they were treated by others. Though on the back of that, I would just like to mention that birth trauma can happen at any birth. It doesn't have to have medical complications or things go wrong. It can merely be the way that you're treated by staff or so many other varying factors. And it's this variation from these wonderful ladies, which is why I've asked them to be here. So I'm very pleased to welcome today's No Ordinary Gals, Kirsty, mum of two, Joe, mum of three, and Angela, mum of one. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you. you. I want to say a huge thank you, first of all, for joining me, because this is such a personal and such an emotive topic. And I think it's, I feel so privileged that you all agreed when I asked you to do this and put it out. And I did say, like, please don't feel pressured to say yes to doing this. 
But I think one of the things we all agreed is that when we do talk about it, it's not spoken about enough. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I want you all here and have all of your varying inputs as to how it affected you. So let me open it up to you guys. Who feels they want to take the floor? Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Angela. Come on, Angela. And I think what's really interesting about you, and one of the reasons I wanted to ask you here, because I think it's fair to say your experience is the reason why you are a mum of one and Louis is your only one and you've not braved to go in second. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I think that this happens to women and it affects them so much that they don't feel like they can go through it again. And yeah. I think that's huge. It was huge having, um, you know, going from thinking I was going to give birth naturally mm. to then being fully dilated to then having a C-section emergency, being sick throughout the whole ordeal, mm. completely fatigued um, and not really having the greatest midwife to deal with. Mm. Um, she was really quite hard work mm. and she was frustrated with me and it left me quite scarred because of the way mm. she treated me and I didn't really like her manner and mm. I think when you're going through something you can't really change it because you're going through so much yeah. at the time oh, of course yeah. you've got no choice you've yeah. got to just push on with that person yeah so it's like get her out the room <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of need her here to deliver the baby at the but same time I need time. her here at the same time but I don't want to hear and... yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite difficult and then I was really since having Louis I was just so fatigued afterwards literally mm. tired 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 Um, And I didn't really feel like I got a lot of support in Mm. that respect from her. Mm. Um, So I was kind of, it it was hard. It was quite tough. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think it is just that that's kind of put you off? It's, it's, yeah, (laughs) in a way. Yeah. Um, Just the, just the whole C-section, just dilating um, and then having my stomach cut because it's like a double whammy. Yeah. Um, it's just not a nice thing. And mm. what I went through, it was just horrible, really. Yeah. So, yeah. I and how were you postnatally with Louis? Um, I was kind of like, I bonded with Louis quite well. Mm. But Zach was having to do, my partner was having to do a lot of the work, obviously, because I needed help. And I couldn't, yeah, it was just the things that I couldn't do in the initial start. So, you know, I, I tried to bond, but trying to sit up, I didn't have a lot of aftercare in terms of, I couldn't walk. Yeah. I was in agony. I was staggering across, you know, the floor mm. in the, in the um, hospital to sort of walk from, you know, here to here. Well, that don't help. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> across helps the, us. Let's just say from, from a bed to the door. You know, from a bed to the door or whatever. I yeah. what, you know, it took me like an hour. Yeah. And that was just a pain. That was traumatic in itself. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I, I bonded well with Louis, but Zach did quite a lot of the work at the start. Yeah. Um, jo, let's talk about your experience, because yeah. for you, your birth trauma was with twins. Yes. So naturally, just comes with its whole, yeah. whole own different spectrum of, you know, worries and concerns yeah. and the way that you're dealt with as a, as a patient and, yeah. and as an expected mother. But it was your second delivery Yes. So how were things with Ollie, with your eldest? So Ollie ended up as um, induction. Mm-hmm. He was 14 days late, Ollie. Oh. So, and I was only 24, I was young, yeah. first baby. I think it's always really scary anyway for anybody. Yes. Um, you don't know what's coming, do you? And that's no. always quite scary. And I was in labour for 
72 hours mm. towards the end and I just remember thinking oh, I've had enough a long time. Um, and then he just stopped breathing in, in the womb and I remember I just remember the lady whacking the buzzer on the wall you know the yeah. big red buzzer yeah. and the red light started flashing and Lewis had gone home and my mum was there and she was crying and I thought oh, my god like it's all gone horribly wrong mm. and then doctor after doctor just sort of piled in the room and ended up in an emergency c-section I was fine with that because mm. I needed him out and healthy yeah. and fine yeah. and my recovery with him was I'd say normal for an emergency yeah. section. It was painful. Yeah. And it went on for a while. But for me, I was just so elated with this little boy. I didn't really care. He yeah. was happy. He yeah. was healthy. I'd done yeah. what I needed to do as a parent. <laughs> and I think that made me feel like a mum instantly because I did what I needed to do for him. Yeah. So obviously, going forward with the twins, I knew that I would be high risk. Yeah. Um, and then um, sort of a bit of pregnancy info to, to back it up. My waters broke at 28 weeks. Um, but pr- prior to this, I'd lost a baby. I'd lo- had a miscarriage in the November. Yeah. And I was heartbroken because we did want that one and it did yeah. go wrong. And then in January, I fell pregnant quite quickly after having the operation again. Yeah. And then I bled heavily. And I remember the doctor saying to me, like, you're going to lose this one as well. And we was devastated. Yeah. And then they took me in for a scan. And that's when they said, you've got twins. So we found out really early on, yeah. five weeks. Um, and, they, and they basically said to me, you're going to lose one or both because of the amount of bleeding you're having. It's oh, not normal. God there's a possibility one of the babies has got an issue and if that one comes out, it will possibly drag the other one out. And So that was all going on. Ollie was three. He didn't have oh, a clue what was going yeah. on. I didn't tell my mum because I didn't want to know. So <laughs> me and Lewis were dealing with this on our own. And then the bleeding continued and then we had a scan. They were like, oh, both babies are fine. We don't know what's going on. And then another scan, both babies are fine. We don't know what's going on. And then I would bleed to my ankles in Tesco's. Oh, like no. I'd be walking around the shops. I was like, oh, Lewis, I've got to go home. Or be doing a bit gardening, and then 28 weeks, got out of bed, and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, and my water's literally broke. Took myself to A&E, and I had a horrendous midwife, could be the same one as you, but she was <laughs> awful, awful. Apparently been a midwife for like 30 odd years, so knows everything, you know? Yeah. I said to my water's gone, she said, no, they haven't done, and you've wet yourself. But she said this in front of a wall full of people, oh. and I remember thinking, you bitch. Yeah. Like, Lewis looked at her, and he was like, I don't like her, I was like, no, I'm telling mm. you. So she said, I'll keep you in anyway, every night, and then it happened again, my water's went again. And she literally said to me, no, darling, I know what I'm talking about. And I was thinking, but I know what I'm talking about. This is my yeah. body and something's not right. Yeah. So the next morning, the doctor walked in and said, oh, you can go home because Julia or whatever her name was said, you're fine. I said, well, hold on a minute. You haven't even looked at me or, yeah. you know, you've not addressed the fact that I've been bleeding for weeks. And he was like, okay, we'll check you out. And lo and behold, my waters are fully gone. I was 28 yeah. weeks pregnant. Yeah. So the next thing was down to Niku to explain how they'd be born into a carrier bag, how they'd have yeah. had lumbar punctures at a pound... It was oh, also overwhelming. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. Ollie would spend a lot of time with my mum and he started loving my mum a little bit more than he loved me and that was breaking my heart and it was just yeah. awful. The whole thing was awful. So I knew my pregnancy was going to be really high risk. Yeah. Um, I was really thankful because a consultant said to me, if you want to try naturally, we'll let you try naturally because I was yeah. desperate. I would wanted to yeah. have a natural birth because of the situation as well. They did say it'd be healthier for the twins to come out naturally because yeah. they'll catch that first breath without being, yeah. you know, ripped yeah. out. The sunroof as they call it. And then... Yeah. I laboured on the drip for like 12 hours solid. Mm. No pain relief because I was like, no, I'm going to yeah, do this. Yeah, I was yeah, adamant. Yeah. And then they came in and said, no, it's not happening. Your scar's opening up on the inside. So I had yeah. to have a section anyway. It was fine. It was what it was. But it took up to an hour just to get the twins out. Yeah. Um, I think Alfie was whipped out pretty quick. Mm. He was £6.2. Poppy was £4.3. So he was considerably bigger wow, than she yeah. was. And, and at turned, 28 weeks? Yeah. No, this was the 35. I made to drag them on. Oh, so okay, so you yeah. kept going. Oh, oh yeah. Crazy. So I was in hospital every three days for right. scans and yeah. blood tests and monitoring, and then they'd have to check the blood loss and the water loss. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Basically, I think Alfie, 
his head, bless him, was covering a hole in my womb. So every time he moved, it opened. Every time he didn't, so the waters come and go. So oh, then they regenerated yeah, over the okay, weeks, and yeah, it was okay. okay. Yeah. So I had a blood clot behind my womb, and every time Alfie kicked the blood clot, that's why I was bleeding. Oh, and that apparently brings on premature labour, but no one bothered to tell me this. So I'm just thinking, oh, this is a bit of a disaster. Like my yeah. body's useless. Um, and then they were born 35 weeks, and I remember Lewis saying to me, like, he didn't want to tell me, but the doctor was on the table with legs either side, holding up my ribcage while the nurse pulled Poppy out because oh she was stuck. Gosh. So where Alfie had taken up all the room, bless him. You've seen Alfie. Yeah. Compared to Poppy, he took up all the room. Yeah. Her leg was up inside my ribcage. So oh, they had to prise oh. my ribs apart. Well, obviously, when you've had the jaw, you don't know no, what's going on. No, but Lewis was sort of paler and paler, and I'm thinking, oh, something's not quite right. And then almost an hour passed, and they whizzed them away, which I knew they would do anyway because they were very young. They weren't yeah. crying. Yeah. yeah normal premature baby stuff really yeah. and then they both started to scream and it was great but yeah so then they took them to an incubator and wisdom because i'll never forget my mum she was waiting in the corridor and she said to me i was standing outside and i see this nicu team run past with an incubator and she i knew it was for you yeah. she said, i couldn't yeah. do anything and she didn't she said, i didn't yeah, know if they were just, breathing i didn't know if they yeah. were okay, the okay. Panic like, oh, what's my mum was in pieces yeah. and they sort of took me off to the little room on the side and i remember saying to lewis originally go with them i don't care what happens you take yeah. the babies with you yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm not leaving you. I said, what do you mean? I'll just go. And he said, yeah. now like, I looked like death. Yeah. Yeah. I was yellow. My eyes were gone. Yeah. And I didn't know at the time I'd lost oh, yeah. nearly two pints of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I was open too long. Yeah. Yeah. So I lost too much blood. There was, my body had filled with air. Yeah. And you've all done that air yeah. pain after an yeah. operation. Yeah. You don't yeah. get that like, real blood yeah. wound. Yeah. Um, so then it's only when I said to the nurse, I'm going back to, is it Cedar? On Basil yeah. and Lee, Cedar Ward? She said, no, Don, you're going to intensive care. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Still drugged up to the mass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my jaw wore off, and then I realised what was going down. Yeah. I realised yeah. then that things weren't quite right. I couldn't, go, I couldn't even have a wee. Yeah. Like the agony of having a wee. Yeah. So they scanned me, and there was basically a gash in my bladder oh. where they'd caught my bladder on the way oh. in. My ribs were so severely bruised, I couldn't breathe. And I think the worst night for me is I rolled off the bed because I couldn't get to Poppy. She was screaming. I just couldn't yeah. reach to her because I was in yeah. so much pain. Yeah. I lowered, you know, the bed's lower yeah. right down. And I was yeah. sort of like, rolled myself onto the floor and then crawled but then I couldn't get back up to get to yeah. us so I was like oh, help gosh. but the door was shut and I was in a room on my own it was awful and then Lewis yeah. ended up staying for the week I was in overnight that was so yeah. good I did let him stay um, but I don't think that was all that was all fine I was already a mum so I was like you know yeah. big smile brave face yeah. always come to meet his brother and sister get home get on with it yeah. I don't think I addressed it then how yeah. bloody stressful it actually yeah. was and how frightening it was not only for me but for Lewis and my mum yeah. Yeah. like my mum said to me if you have another baby please do not ask me to come up there because I cannot yeah. do that again yeah. she, I thought I was going to lose you I thought he was going to die yeah. and I thought I was going to have to tell your son that you weren't around anymore she please yeah. don't have any more children yeah. so I think if I fell pregnant now my yeah. mum would actually disown me she'd be that yeah. upset with me yeah. so I think for everybody around me it was horrendous yeah. and the other person who blew me out, I think, was Ollie, because he was three. He did, yeah, he did. You know, he missed yeah. me, but he didn't really know what was going how on. Close was going things, on yeah. Yeah, how bad things got. Yeah. They're exactly the words that Cameron said to me. We sat in the... We was on the high dependency ward after Rose had been born. She was still in NICU. And um, I'd kind of just sort of got myself back to being in the room a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And he just looked at me and he went, don't you ever... Do that again. Asked me to do this again. Yeah. He said, when it's you've forgotten. Because it was quite bad with Robin, but again, I think when you're a first time mum, you don't really know any different. No. And you just go along with it, you, you go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never addressed. And obviously, that then really came to the surface when I was pregnant with Rose and had to deliver. And then it being worse. And he said, when you forget about this, he went, because you will, in a couple yeah, of years, you'll will. do the same yeah. thing. You'll say to me, when, he she's, won't when she's about two and a half, you'll come to me and you'll say, 
come on, let's have another one. He said, yeah. don't ever think about asking yeah. again. And I don't know that I've actually said this on this podcast, but I have since had my tubes tied because of it, because okay. they said to me, with all, when all the, it's one thing your husband's saying it, but when all of the professionals then <laughs> say to you, advice, we yeah. never want to see you here pregnant again. It's too dangerous. <laughs> no offence. And, and even back. then the, like, the postnatal, the midwife who comes round, yeah. and the, the help, they were just like, don't risk it. You think, I would be so selfish to go in for another one. How yeah. could I not be here for the two that I've survived? Yeah, so it just made way more sense to to go and have a, an end to it. And I permanently. think Niku <laughs> is a real factor for everybody anyway. Yeah. I think yeah. you all, as mums, will always have that envision. You go in, you have this little yeah. lane, like they do you know, on Hollyoaks, when it's five minutes long and they're out, baby's done, everyone's yeah. happy at home. Yeah. Yeah. When so. your baby's taken away to Niku and you don't actually see that baby... Yeah. And you're literally like, who's feeding that baby? Who's changing that baby's gun? Who's cuddling my baby? Who's dressing my baby? Is that my baby coming back from Nicker? Is it definitely mine? But you have all this stuff going on. And I gave birth to twins. I only had one baby because Poppy was in the incubator next to me. Alpha was gone. He was gone for like nearly 24 hours. And I was like, she wouldn't settle. And I was thinking, where is he? Like, they wouldn't let me go down there because I was too high risk. And the day they sort of wheeled him in and said, oh, he's here, they still wouldn't let me get out of bed to give him a cuddle. And I was like, oh. Yeah. With his thick black dark hair, and I just wanted to give him a little yeah. squeeze, and I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put them back together, and they settled so quickly. But I still couldn't yeah. pick them up or give them a cuddle because I was in such a state. Yeah, that was really tough. And I think Niku is a real mental mess up sometimes. Yes. you don't know where they are. Yeah, you want to be the one to feed them for the first time, and yeah. skin to skin. But who are they skin to skin with? It's not you. Yeah. So who are they with? Like I yeah. think that's really quite traumatic as yeah. a mum yeah. in general. I yeah. think as well, a lot of healthcare professionals are used to just doing their job and taking the kids or babies away or whatever they're doing. And yeah. then again, the, the communication path is not always consistent. Yeah, yeah that's true. So they mm. forget, not all, all mums have had that experience. If you've had two or three kids, you know what I mean? You might feel mm. well done. Yeah. Maybe if you've only had the one, how are you going to know? And they just. So an update it's every not, four hours exactly. is quite enough. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't, yeah, you don't always yeah. know. So it's, yeah. um, it's hard, it's not easy. I agree, yeah. Kirsty, let's talk. Um, about yours because for you it was second time yeah mum so I think it's very different when it happens second time because you've done it once and you kind of go in thinking you're going to have this replica of yeah first time (laughs) I think what messed with my head was the fact that it was my second one so with my first I was quite young um I'd had fertility treatment I got pregnant I was really pleased um again went 14 days over like I think most new first babies like to yeah um I was, you know, wearing Topshop size 10 jeans the week before I had her. I had this tiny little compact bump. So in my head, I was going to have, you know, this Perfect. water birth and it was yeah. all going to go yeah. lovely. Um, but obviously, she went 14 days overdue, so that all went out the window. Um, and I thought, a nice little six-pound baby. Um, but it was, I got induced, and like most inductions, it was just long. Yeah. And she was back-to-back. But as soon as she came out, I felt A-OK. Yeah. I literally remember Ryan holding me up in the shower and I was like conditioning my hair. I bought my leave in conditioner, I put my mascara on. <laughs> you know, I think it was just being a bit young and I put my lip balm on, I got my mum to French pat my hair, I put a H&M top on and some stretchy jeans because I thought if I look ready they're just going to let me go home. Yeah. And it was like I had everything on a Friday, on Sunday I drove to Lakeside because I was concerned that I only had unisex clothes. Although the label was really long long and uncomfortable and I had an epidural, as soon as that baby was out, I felt brand new. Mm. Like I was, me and Ryan were, he had like four weeks off work with me, which was great. I was going shopping, we were going out for lunch, you you know. I had a, do you know what, I had a lovely Mm. first month. Obviously, it's tough and that when they go back to work, but, and my daughter had other health problems, but in terms of the birth, I was like, 
okay, I went to Next, bought myself loads of new jeans. I, I just felt brand new. Mm. Like, I can only experience that as really good. Mm. So obviously three years later, gone in for number two, and I thought, this blooming kid, I was getting bigger and bigger, and I was like, I'm gonna have another big baby. I had a nine pound one first time round. This one's gonna be a monster. Because I, <laughs> I looked like the back end of a bus, I'm like Renard Evelyn. Um, and then so they um, kept measuring me, and they're like, you are measuring quite big. And because last time Evelyn was back to back, and it was a bit touch and go, like whether she come out easily. Um, so they said, we're gonna induce you on your due date. I was like, fine. Yeah, I kind of had it in my head. I sort of said goodbye to the birth unit where I was going to have my natural birth because this number two was it anyway. I was like, I'm never going to get in that birth pool. Mm. I'm never going to have my nice, you know, relaxing music. Mm. Here we are for induction number two. Had an amazing midwife. She, we went at eight o'clock in the morning and her shift was eight till eight. So by eight o'clock at night, just as she was leaving, I had Edward mm. and she was gorgeous all day. Like my husband thought she was brilliant, like just such a lovely person. And as soon as Edward was born, she's like, I'm so glad he came for the end of my shift. And she mm. left. In comes midwife with 30 years experience. Her mm. first comment to me was, so I still had the placenta inside me, but I'd had Edward. And I was like, oh my God, Ryan, like this was a lot quicker than last time. Like it was quite, I'm quite pleased. Um, they said, yeah, you haven't delivered the placenta yet. So I was like, okay. So this new midwife's coming in. Oh, are you, I normally work on the maternity assessment unit. I don't normally work on labour and delivery. So it was like she didn't want to be there. Snappy. It was chalk and cheese. She was, an, she was an older lady, been a yeah. midwife a long time. I had a young, quite, well, she must have been quite a sort of newly qualified midwife, but she was amazing. This one comes in, grumpy as hell. She measured Wade Edward, still had placenta inside of me, and she said, oh, he's... Eleven pounds something, like totally the wrong weight. And my mother in law My mother in law turned up as a nurse and she's like, No, that's not it. And she couldn't even work out the kilogram to pound conversion. <laughs> so I was like, I'm filled with like confidence like that. But like with Evelyn, I never remember delivering my placenta. It's literally I had her, they did it, is it the vitamin yeah. K in your leg? Yeah. And I don't even remember delivering like my husband does, but I don't remember any of that bit mm. so we're now half an hour after I gave birth uh, I haven't held Edward properly yet because I still haven't delivered the placenta um then I've got two or three this older midwife and another midwife that were kind of pressing on my tummy in a really mm. quite uncomfortable way mm-hmm. trying to get the placenta out and they couldn't so there was like three or four midwives that kept I didn't really know any of them and they kept they hadn't done any of my birth care so they were coming in podding and poking me and I was, you know, I was in quite a lot of pain, but they kept pushing on my stomach, and I was like, oh, God, God's sake, this is really uncomfortable. Um, so an hour's passed, the placenta's still not out. They're still pushing and poking me, and then they go, well, you need to hold the baby. You need to hold the baby. And I'm like, I don't actually feel that well right now, and I've been really pushed about. And like, they were like, are you going to breastfeed? I was like, no. So I'd, I'd already had failed breastfeed in my first child, so I said to Ryan, can you give him a bottle? So Ryan's giving him a bottle, and they're prodding and poking again. So at this point, I think nearly two hours have passed, and I'm really starting to feel unwell now, and I'm getting all yeah. shooting pains in my side. Well, my mother-in-law's come in, took one look at the screen, and all my saps were dropping, like you know, like on the yeah. like, with your heart rate. Yeah. So they were all dropping. So all of a sudden, people that I don't know, I don't feel I've got any relationship with, are trying to get me to sign forms, agreeing to a hysterectomy if I need oh, one, wow. because they said we've got we've got like too much. Yeah, no. but I've never even heard of a retained placenta. Mm. Like bear in mind, I've done the whole having a baby things. I couldn't even remember delivering my first placenta, and it was like right, we've got to take down surgery. So. I was like, 
I've had two natural births. I haven't ever had a. I had my tonsils out when I was five. Like, yeah, scary. So, and I'd already had the epidural, so they're like, "Right, we can take you in a week." So I just filled. I'm quite an anxious person anyway. I was like filled with anxiety because mm. I was like, well, "What does this mean?" No one explained to me what they were going to do, yeah. how it was going to work. Like, I know it might. Yeah. I know where it's going to come out, but I didn't know how they were going to get it out. No one yeah. explained it to mm. me. Do you yeah. know? And I. Not being stupid on eight, I've had a baby, but this hasn't happened to me. So they took me down into so obviously my sats aren't great, so I'm starting to feel just like woozy, headache, like sick feeling. So they took me in there, and every, there's like obviously two or three surgery nurses, like a consultant, um, and the anaesthetist. And this, this was the bit that like really sticks my head. I was laying on the bed, and obviously, I was like numb from the waist down, mm. and I was laying there, and I, you know when you have them big fat tears that just roll down your face, mm. I just remember, you know when you just feel really heavy yeah. tears on my face, and the anaesthetist was like, you need to calm down, but I wasn't flashing about anything, I was just crying, not a midwife or anyone said to me like, are you okay, or, or it's going to be okay, no one explained anything to me, um, and he gave me some sort of medication, which I guess must have been some kind of sort of relaxing medication but all it meant was I couldn't talk right. so yeah. I wish I'd gone and done you know where you can go and do the birth reflections oh, after birth because yeah. I don't know so I felt trapped inside my body yeah. so I could hear everyone I could see everything but I couldn't ask questions I didn't know what was going to happen oh, I hate that. and it was I was petrified so obviously they removed the centre it's all quite hazy but it was just that whole being in that theatre obviously it wasn't as bad as having a section but that's that whole not knowing what's happening nobody to talk yeah. to just feeling full of like anxiety I didn't have my baby with me I hadn't held my baby yet so at this point it's midnight so I'd had him at 8 o'clock so I hadn't held him properly yet and then they took me into like a side recovery room so Ryan was there like holding the baby blessing for 4 hours which is he had to introduce him to mm. Evelyn on his own like oh. all of that just yeah. I kind of missed a bit and I know it's really common, I don't know if you had it with your sections, but when the anaesthetic starts to wear off, you shake yes. quite violently. Mm. So I was really shaking. And my husband's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And my husband's like really calm. Yeah. And he was like, you're all right, you're all right. And he was like kind of giving me like Ribena to sit because it was like sugary. Yeah. And this horrible midwife come back in, thrust the baby at me, going, you need to bond with him. And I was like, I... Trying to survive, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really not feeling very well. I've been yeah. obviously I was tired. I'd been through twelve hours of labour, so I'd nearly been awake like probably like nearly like sixteen, seventeen yeah. hours at this point. I was knackered, and they thrust this baby at me, and I looked at Ryan. And I think just having been together, feeling like he was like she ain't holding this baby. So like Ryan went into like protective like daddy yeah. bear baby. Like, oh, like, no, yeah, I'm holding him, and Ryan had fed him, and she's like, well, she needs to hold him, so they sent Ryan home. <gasps> oh, that's awful. So I was left feeling quite scared, not really knowing what's happening. I literally was like, I just felt really like a blank piece of paper. It's the only way, it's the only way I can describe yeah. how I you felt. You become unimportant, I think, once that baby yeah. you, you feel like yeah. you're not their priority, mm-hmm. are you? Yeah. You're just a bit of a number yeah. on their shelf. And I felt, do you know, that whole evening, and I, I hadn't eaten, so you sent mine home, so all I had was the remnants of the bag of food that my husband had yeah. had. So I remember, you, know those, you know those little Thornton's like shortcake biscuits, but I had yeah. like 12 of those. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 It'll do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, Edward slept all night. 
night. Yeah, you know, yeah. please don't oh, wake up because I needed that. And like yeah. you've got the catheter in, you've got I had antibiotic drip because obviously mm. there, there was like tear and some bleeding and yeah. all those bits, which is why I wasn't feeling too good because I was mm. obviously into bleeding eternally bit. So I was all hooked up. And the saving grace in it all is that you know, like the clinical support work. So she wasn't midwife. She come out at six in the morning. I was like, I'm really hungry. Oh, yeah, lovely day, <laughs> so it was, honestly, yeah. and she made me two bowls of cocoa pops. Oh, she got that. me two slices of toast. You know the little piddly cartons of orange juice. Yeah. She got me like three of those and I was like, the catheter's really painful. I just want to get up. Yeah. And she took it all out for me. She yeah. sat me in the bed. She spoke to me. But that is all I needed the night yeah. before. I yeah, just yeah. needed a person. Reassurance. Like, I just needed reassurance. Yeah. I just needed to know what was going on and I felt that that was what was traumatic for me was the lack yeah. of information yeah. and yeah. the lack of an attentive midwife. All the other midwives I had had been amazing. So like one... It was a shock to the system. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. rubbish. And it's not like what I went through was really... You know, I wasn't intensive care. Yeah. It was, but it was just all that lack of communication just yeah. left me feeling like a blank piece of paper. And from having one positive experience, I think it was worse. You've yeah. got something else to go by. Mine's yeah. just yeah. sort of similar to yours in that yeah. respect, where I just wish that people would have spoke to me more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me in the like loop. Just be human about and things yeah. and take the time. I know we're all busy. We've all got busy lives. We're trying to. You know what it's like when you're programmed into your job. We do it. We yeah. get all of it. We yeah. have to. And I'm not sticking up for them. But you, you kind of flip the coin around and you can see. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. you think, hold on. Take individual circumstances into yeah. account. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Same. You're not a number. You're not a number. Yeah. You're yeah. a person. You matter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all exactly. I really wanted. Like you, it wasn't so traumatic, no. but it was traumatic in that respect for me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. just yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be all right. It's I normal. need help. I, like, yeah. I need yeah. someone to tell me it's going to be all right. My sister went through a stillbirth before I'd, you know, the year before. Oh. So. I told the hospital that, and in my mind, when I went into my own little thing, because I was panicking, thinking, it's going to happen to me now, it's going to happen to me, so I was trying to stay calm, and they knew that, but not one person gave me any reassurance about, it's not going to happen to you, do you know what I mean? And And that really got me, really got me, and when I had that horrible midwife, it must have been the same. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think we all had her. We've had the same person. Yeah. Yeah. We'll compare notes afterwards. You won't say anything on record, yeah, but let's yeah. check. Won't name drop. And I think after her, I had a lovely midwife at the start, but she actually said to me, Angela, she said, I'm going now. now. My yeah. shift yeah. changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, don't leave. Don't go. Yeah. I'll pay you for the night. Don't yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. She went, I'm really sorry, but you'll have someone else come, come in. Okay. Yeah. And obviously she was just, the last yeah. person to get me through that bit. Your comfort yeah. zone suddenly yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. The comfort zone went. Yeah. yeah. Done a 360 yeah. all the way round, and I was like, "She's horrible." Yeah. And I, she's not the person you know, I wanted. I wanted. I had an ideal birth in mind, which was yeah. water birth. All you know, yeah. 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 We all, so, yeah. all of that yeah. because my blood pressure was up. Yeah. It's just not going to happen now. So it's TV birth. I wanted TV so, birth. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just not going to happen. It was 72 hours of of pain and hell <laughs> yeah. but Fear. worth every bit of what I went <laughs> yeah. through you know yeah. once Louis did come out and everything else he was a happy nine pound baby yeah. so you know mm-hmm. but it's just that whole communication yeah. Yeah. back to what you were saying and I know, think you know, you know I've worked in the public sector for the last 12 years it's an incredibly underfunded system oh, it's, it's yeah. awful but I think yeah. even just those CSWs even if they're your communicator like I know like a lot of celebrities and that have paid doulas and I can understand the benefit in that because they're there to yeah. communicate for you because yeah. yeah. like, as much as my husband is brilliant and he's a really good communicator when you can see your wife going through something it's really hard to keep yourself together I agree oh, definitely you know, I agree. Like, he really yeah. does yeah. stand his ground and I think yeah. a lot of the things with Edward he was like no 
she's not holding him. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was quite good, but that's still that moment when he's probably thinking she's been in the theater. Like where's she been? What's happened? What's right? So it's quite wrong. assertive as yeah. well yeah. by the sound yeah. of things. Whereas yeah, yeah. yeah Zach was, was very much like. He's learning because he's a yeah. first time yeah, dad. Exactly, yeah, exactly. He, he couldn't really kind of help. Thing. He couldn't no. help me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's the thing Cameron takes away. He says, "I just have never felt so helpless yeah. that's in all what my Zach life." Says. And I think that's another thing that's yeah. really underestimated is the effect that it has on the dads yeah. because the part, they're they're 100%. going yeah. through it with us. We came home and I remember just being like you are, just in nightgowns or whatever, just. You know, whatever fits, whatever's comfortable. And I had this nighty on that I'd had on in hospital, and he looked at me. He said, "You've got to bin that. Oh, You're not allowed yeah, to wear that yeah. anymore because it was quite a vibrant pattern." And he just said, "You can't. No. You have to yeah. get rid of that. But you I can't have that anymore." The thing that nobody tells me, oh. like, I, obviously, I had my first, and I was literally living our best life with this baby that just slotted in. Yeah. Second babies don't slot in. No, no, no. Nobody got a toddler as well. No, you had to deal with it, and everyone's like. They've done it before. They know exactly what they're doing. Whereas I felt the going. I'm an only child, so I've got no experience of having a sibling. Yeah. So when my three like weren't too keen, I was like, okay. I don't understand. Why are you jealous? I don't think I'd have been. T- I'm, I'm like, yeah. it's a very different bubble, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 You can't just nap during the day because a three-year-old still wants to oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three-year-old still wants to drink. And I think I went from being <laughs> there's no, no, there's no sleeping <laughs> with a three-year-old. <laughs> and because you know I, I went with Evelyn feeling like A-OK, yeah. and then with Edward, I can only describe it as, and he was quite a good sleeper and an eater. But I can I feel like somebody like you know like dementors in Harry Potter that like suck everything out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. what I felt like. I have, I have no personality, yeah. no sense of humour. Yeah. I was and like you, flat, yeah. flat, yeah. flat. Yeah. I had a really went, good first experience. Yeah, so did now I, I feel crap. So now you're even more deflated yeah. because you had but a good now one. Now I'm feeling yeah. like windy, whiny mum, shouty mum. And I remember going for my six week check, and obviously again, like you said, big brave face. I'm a mum. Yeah. I've done this before. Oh, and, I yeah. and I remember saying to my doctor, like, I'm still bleeding. They're like, you had a retained placenta. Like, you lost blood. Like, why are you still bleeding? Like, no one talks about that bit when you have baby. Yeah. That's you're, true. You're yeah. going to bleed yeah. for ages, and Definitely. it's not going to be great. But it kept going on, and they're like, oh, we will have to send you for some ultrasounds and stuff to check out. Do you know the worst thing? I never went to the ultrasounds because didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. After just, another yeah. couple of weeks, yeah. it stopped. So rather than go and get it checked out, I was like. Nah, just sorted it out now. Like, see, looking back, yeah. But why would I not put myself at the yeah. top of the list? But you don't. You go further. No, that's mum. Yeah. That's yeah. mum. That's what you do. And I think that's the thing. I kind of with Evelyn had this great time, and then with Edward, I was this personalityless, miserable, yeah. drained, yeah. drained. Yeah. And I think because I was still bleeding, I was probably a bit anemic. And that did anyone do a blood test? No. no. Did anyone particularly bother? No. And and after that eight week point, I I did. Yeah. I got into the swing of it, but those mm-hmm. first eight weeks, which I found quite enjoyable first time, I was just I was just like a shell. That's I just I was just trying to survive to get yeah. by yeah. through yeah. the fatigue because the time that Zach was home, like they get was it two weeks home? Yeah, the men usually don't know yeah. Yeah. partners. That's um, basic. Yeah, it's basic. And after he'd gone, it's sort of that time had come, gone, yeah. and then. I was just there holding this baby, yeah. not knowing what to do really. Again, that bubble changes again. Feeling quite alone. No one's busy anymore. Because my recovery was so slow, yeah. I really didn't feel like I had the support. Like yeah. I don't, I put on so much weight. I was yes. massive, mm. and and I think that didn't help me. Oh, that messes like, with getting your head around. One hundred percent. And then I started to lose my self esteem. I started to lose my confidence. And like you, I went flat. I had no personality. And then I'd sit around. And I, was, I wouldn't like, call it. But I wouldn't call it postnatal depression. I would call it like just postnatal meh. It I yeah. wasn't yeah. like yeah. I was yeah. like thinking, I'm gonna push him off the end of Southend. No, no, like, not it like wasn't, that. Like, no. And I think you don't. 
want to take up too. I think as women, we're not. We don't want to take up too much space. We don't want to like impose too much. Because in my head, I'd be like, there's people who are a lot worse by than me. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not going to make a fuss because there's other people yeah. worse than me. And people say, oh, you're such a good mum. You're like, yeah. 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 Really, inside, yeah. you're thinking, just take them. Oh, I'll sleep. Yeah. yeah. I take them. You're going, yeah, no. Like, oh, I am yeah. very bad. around. Yeah. yeah. And I was left feeling guilty that I had a baby and my sister didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, God, oh, yeah. See, I can understand that. That was painful. That trauma. Yeah, I can get that. I was sitting sad because I'm like, what if she doesn't try again? You get you get some women that they, they think, right, I'm not going to let this beat me. Yeah. But I didn't quite know who, what, shut, who, yeah. what person she was going to be. Yeah. No, and that was worrying me because I was like, she's got to do this. Yeah. You know, she's really got to do this. She's got yeah. to push on. She's got to get her mind right. Yeah. It's hard yeah. and it's tough and it's sad and all the rest of it. But I was sitting there with my child yeah. and she didn't have yeah. hers. And, and I, it's mm. that guilt. Like, I've had fertility treatment. So every time I thought... Yeah. I've tried hard. I'm really lucky, and I need to like, and it is all that guilt. You think there's other people in worse situations. And I'm, you just don't she went on to have two lovely little girls. Yeah. 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 I think that's one of the huge things about birth trauma is that you're left in this shell with this feeling that you don't know if it's normal, yeah. you don't know that anyone else is feeling the same, and you have all this guilt for feeling that way, and everyone else around you either brushes it off as it's not a thing it's just like oh at least, at least you've got the baby well, some people aren't lucky yeah. enough well, they don't see it they're healthy yeah or it's oh well i think she has got a bit of the baby blues it's postnatal depression baby and, blues that phrase drives me it's nuts. awful and i think mm. people i think mums are really tough on ourselves mm. to admit if we have got postnatal depression because you don't want to admit you've got it it's not a nice thing to admit you've got it i remember saying i haven't got postnatal depression i've just got a bout of depression that's happened to have happened not long after i've had my yeah, baby because yeah, yeah. i hated tying any of the association to, to, the to Rose. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want, it's not her yeah. fault that I feel fault. like this. I no. didn't yeah. want it to be like, well, you've caused me to get well, you've her. done it. Yeah. I, hate, I hated that. that. Yeah. But then it wasn't until I actually went and sought the professional medical help and they were like, no, actually, I don't think you've got, I think you've got post-traumatic stress. And yeah. I think that's the thing. No one even can sit, that, that whole thing of post-traumatic stress, that's for army that's no, for military yeah. you know people, car yeah, yeah that's for yeah, these yeah. huge big events that's not for childbirth no, that happens yeah. every day but how could that possibly be the I, case but i do think for a lot of women mm. we just go oh i make a fuss yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I, didn't, I didn't want to draw anyone into my sadness if you like because yeah. i felt bring people down i didn't yeah. want yeah. Anyone yeah. down. i'm a very conscientious caring person yeah. and because mm. of that i think I don't want to bring someone else into this. It's not fair. So I'll deal with it and I'll keep dealing with it. But yeah, there's time yeah. when I don't know when to sort of to reach out. I'm yeah. I'm guilty of that. I don't yeah. know when to say I need help. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know why I, I mean? think with your first podcast, and I messaged you privately and said yeah. like, I'd never spoke to anybody about yeah. how yeah. I felt after I had the twins and the yeah. sort of depression that came with it. To this day, I probably don't think my parents really even know and no, Lewis yeah. didn't notice. I think it's my best friend who knows me like, better than I know myself, even though yeah. it's... Because of your podcast, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to message her and tell her. Yeah. yeah. Because it made me go, do you know what? It's okay to it say is, to people. Yeah, it's okay, I had yeah. so many friends say, I think it's a twin mum anyway, you get so many people say, oh, God, you're not a superwoman. Yeah. You know, you get the old girls in the, in the Tesco's, like, you're so lucky. And I was thinking, oh, yeah. I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see my toes. There's nothing lucky about this. But yeah. I didn't want to say that. I was like, I just smiled. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then when you put it on there, I thought, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go and tell you. Yeah. And then you came to the park and you said it and then yeah. it came out yeah. 
And I think sometimes you've got to speak to other people because I think yeah, definitely. you have friends that have perfect births as well yeah. and you're happy for them, you love that. Yeah, yeah. But they will say things like, you know, oh, you won't bleed after a C-section or you won't struggle to go to the toilet after a C-section. You do, yeah. you do yeah, bleed, yeah. you do struggle to go to the toilet, you do have all yeah. those different things and the recovery of a C-section is actually quite horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, one of the ladies I used to work with, this was when, before I had Evelyn, I was saying, oh, I wasn't really, I hope I don't have a C-section. She went, do you know what surprises me with people with C-sections? If you went in for any other surgery, so if someone's coming into work saying, I'm, I'm going to have my stomach cut open, I'm going to have my inside jumbled about a bit, yeah, and then I'm going to sew you back up. Yeah, How many weeks would you be signed off work for? Exactly, yeah. But and you have to go and, and you'd do say, put me under yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Wake for it. It's quite isn't it? I feel like someone's just standing there. You can't feel anything. your intestines out. It's like, I said to Zach, with that big tent over me, I went, they're washing up there. Yeah. <laughs> or like getting like, organs and throwing them up. They're in a washing up bowl full of organs. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to dig around yeah. and they're just going to... Yeah. Yeah. baby appears. But yeah. if a man, you know, was, if he came into work and said, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm going to be cut open, I'm going to be all just jumbled about, they'd yeah. say, I have a mum for a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they would be yeah. lying in bed yeah. with their bell. And we've got to sit the babies to the boom and to get on with it. And then you're expected to be living... Let's be honest, no one with a newborn sleeps for more than two or three hours for their yeah. first six weeks so you're going to have no sleep you're going to be like either sucked dry agony making as well. and sucked so dry from breastfeeding yeah. 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 you know Absolutely. you're then going to continue to bleed for a yeah. few weeks yeah. all of it, like who talks about after pains after birth yeah. I remember yeah. being yeah. agony bath. afterwards I'm, into, yeah. I'm, into, I'm, into, I'm in the bath after everything I'm having another baby but I'm like I don't think you are <laughs> <laughs> I missed one <laughs> 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 but, but it is painful, it is, yeah, I agree. And I was literally taking cocoa, I'm laying in the bath, and I remember ringing my mum, my mum went, yeah, that's really normal, I'm like, why did nobody tell me? Yeah, no one tells you anything. Yeah, nobody's told me. They said you were having to go see it later, didn't they? Absolutely, and I think that's that's a really huge part, and this was one of the things I had a debrief for both of mine, but I didn't have Robins until after Roses. I was able mm. to go back to the hospital. So just, if anyone hasn't done it and is considering it, they keep your records up until that baby is 18. So if you've not done it yeah. and you want to still, even years on, you're still trying to get everything straight in your head. Sometimes just knowing the timeline of yeah. everything and what happened and why it happened can really, really be useful. And when I went back for Robins, because at Roses they recommended, they said, I would go and find out what happened with you first because you had a rough time with that as well. Yeah. And the woman said to me, she said, this is what I'm, she was fantastic, this midwife, and she was the lead educator, and she said, this is what I'm trying to now change, because she said, we bring you into these antenatal classes, you go and do your NCT or your pregnancy, hypnobirthing, or whatever it is you, you decide to do. And you've got this image of how it's going to be. And she went, whilst I agree, we shouldn't be frightening women. We don't want to scare them. You no. shouldn't go into your labour being petrified. No. You do have to be told that it, Informed. it's not necessarily, you know, yeah, it is a medical thing that's yeah. going to happen. Things can go wrong. Because I, when having Robin, genuinely went in, the same as you guys, with my birth playlist. I had certain lighting. <laughs> I had certain smells I wanted. I was going to be in the pool. Yeah. He was going to slide out. And I was going to be sat there breastfeeding. Massage, and I'd, I'd be home later on, less than 24 hours, in my you know my lovely rocking maternity chair, breastfeeding mm. my baby as the sun came up. And it was going to be absolute perfection. And it was couldn't be further from that. And that's what mentally gets you as well. Things that yeah. when you, yeah. you really just want that ideal birth, when you don't get it... And do you know what she said about that? And I still think about it now, and I think she's so right. She said, you've got to grieve 
for what you didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, and, and the yeah. process of grief psychologically is um, it takes three years before you really adjust to it. And it takes seven years yeah, like to that. get over it. Okay. And she said to me, she said, you, you're grieving for what you've not had. And then unfortunately, throughout my whole pregnancy with Rose, when I started getting all these anxieties, because I fell with Rose and Cameron said to me, how are you feeling about it all? Like now that you've got to do it again. And I, at the very beginning, I went in the attitude with, do you know what? It went as bad as it could have gone last time and I survived and we're here and we're fine. So if that happens again, at least I know I can come out of it the other side and I can do it and it'll be fine. But hopefully it won't. And every single professional that I saw through Rosie's pregnancy told me, it was just your body didn't know what to do first time. It will get it right. This is yeah, going to be, be that fine. healing it'll birth that you need. Yeah, need yeah. It's going to get rid of all of your birth demons. And this this will be what you need. Because I started to ask for a C-section. I'm like, no, please go for it naturally. You're going to be fine. It will be yeah. what, what, what is right and what you need. Um, and obviously, they were completely wrong. So again, I think that made it even worse. Because not only... I didn't just go in with my expectations of this naive first time I'm thinking I want it to be this way and it didn't happen. I had professionals telling me it will be this way yeah. and it didn't happen. Yeah. And that day, my midwife sat with me at the end and um, she said to me, Shit, are you okay? And she was phenomenal, my yeah. midwife. And I was really lucky, kind of went on the drip at eight. She started at eight and I had her all the way and she had an older student midwife who was just the most caring. She was like a mum of three, older kids, I like later yeah. student. She was just the best. The pair of them were phenomenal. And she said, she went, I do think you should speak to someone after this because she went, what you've been through isn't normal. Yeah. And if someone had said that to me after Robin, I think I'd have been a lot more okay and yeah. comfortable with that. And she, that very day said, let dust settle, go and have your debrief, like yeah. let go through everything because this isn't normal. And I said to her, and I burst into tears and I said, all I wanted was my baby straight away. And that was the only goal I had with Rose because... Robin ended up being emergency forceps in theatre with prepped for section, but if we can get him out with forceps, we yeah. will. And he was whisked that. away. Yeah. And I didn't get to meet him until he was about half an hour old. And I remember saying that was the one thing, that even if things didn't go, you know, it's not the water birth, it's not everything else, I just want my baby yeah, straight yeah, away because yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. get to meet him until yeah. he was half an hour old. Yeah. I didn't get to meet Rose until she was about seven hours old. Yeah. You know, she was whisked off to Naiku. And when I went to Naiku to then get to meet her, as I got there... I started having what they then called my second label with my postpartum mm. hemorrhage. So I, I, she was inches away from me Still and I started having these contractions again. And I was like, I can't right. take her. You need to get me out because there was all these dinky babies, all of these other parents yeah. there. I was like, I can't start freaking out in front of these. Right. I mean, I knew which one was mine because Christ, all these preemie babies, <laughs> Rose is there as £9.9. Nine, <laughs> as soon as she walked in the door, you knew which one was oh, mine. And, and she was the absolute spit of Robin. Like, my God, it could have been... And that's one of the things Cameron struggled with was, you know, she's in this incubator with all these monitors and wires and everything on her. Scary, and he, he said, yeah. it was Robin. He said, so to sit there and look at like, her and think, that, again. that's yeah. Robin... But with all of this stuff, you know, at least with Robin, we got him quite quickly after. And I think mentally, like we, what you said there about you wanted your baby there and then. Yeah. I like you hear it all the time, don't you? Like, oh, C-section, like, it's an easy way to do it. Blah, blah, blah. No, not, I remember saying to my, I remember saying to my friend, I just want <laughs> my baby to be logged on my chest, yeah. covered in the crap. Yeah. yeah. I don't care to do it. I just yeah. want to care. That yeah. first cry is on my chest, yeah. and then me and Lewis are gushing. I didn't have that with none of mine. No. no. They all took them away. Yeah. And I said, I've what a twin. That's why I wanted yeah. the twins 
to come out naturally because yeah. I, like, I want them on my chest. Yeah. And I remember crying when this was going down. The midwife says, why are you crying? They're going to take them away from me. Yeah. She said, of course they're not. I said, they are. Yeah. She said, I promise you, I will do whatever I possibly can to make sure you get to see them before they get taken away. Yeah. But we were, you know, it's like in theatre, yeah. C-section, whatever, forceps. They come over wrapped in a blanket with a hat on. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. I, I was naked and covered in goo and yeah. all that thing you should be Absolutely. doing. And I remember yeah. saying to my friend, as much as you think I didn't work as hard as you, it took me a long time to get over that. Because yeah. I was devastated. I was so upset. I, th- I think it's that thing of ending up in a theatre as well. Like Scary. Like a lot of, so for, scary. Like, for a lot of women, that's the first... Like, I had my sorts of that done as a kid. But I saw the most, blood afterwards. Was just like, yeah, oh, that is horrible. Yeah. And I think for most women, like if you haven't been into a theatre or surgery, like, I didn't mm. even know what theatre looked like. Yeah, it's scary. So yeah. just being... With, you You're normally out by then, aren't you? By the time you go down. But then today, all my like experience of theatres is based on Grey's Anatomy. So, inside his body but yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't know no, yeah, and yeah. he's calling out saying stop you're hurting yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so how it feels yeah. when yeah. you're on an operating theatre having a baby yeah, yeah. because yeah. you are awake for an operation yeah. which is really not normal no it's Let's not, honest, yeah, it's not. Yeah. most people get perhaps with a tooth removed yeah, yeah that's true child yeah. removed from my stomach yeah. it's not normal no, and no. I'm feeling like I'm going to do this like, oh, I'm a bit hot and he's like oh, never mind yeah. No one says, are you okay? And no. I'm, I remember going, like, you're shaking and yeah. you're sweating and your eyes are streaming. Yeah. And they're just literally pulling you to pieces. And no yeah. one even says to you, are you okay? And yeah. let's be honest, no. you're, in your, you're in your most vulnerable state as well. Oh, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Legs are sort of up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what's going on down there. There's yeah. 10 people yeah. like, yeah. Well, peeking in. situations <laughs> that you've got your legs akimbo with 10 people yeah. in the room. It's traumatic when the first they start prodding around with you. Lewis said, Because, like I say, it was um, for me. I was really, really fortunate that my mother-in-law just stepped in, took the reins. You know, recognised the signs that things were not right and helped. Do you think? I mean, like you say, Joe, you said your mum and dad. You don't think to this day even really know. And do you think no. it was a case of 
a combination of things. So do you think it's that you were really good at hiding your feelings and yeah. kind of putting on the brave face? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it is just there and it's not, this is not disrespectful to anyone, but the ignorance no. because the education isn't there and people don't see it or know that it is a real thing. I put on a good facade, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I bounced off of people going to me, gosh, you're like a superwoman, aren't you, with the three kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, you said and that I was like, yeah, 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 no, I am, yeah. And, oh, you're so good, you're so natural at this. And I wasn't that really natural mum, and I'm yeah. like, that is true. I did take to it like a duck to water. I hid it really, yeah. really well. And when my yeah. mum came round, and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like my mum, to this day, she would come round every day if I asked her to, yeah. whether it would be take Ollie yeah. out for a walk yeah. to the park or take him for a bath or whatever mm. but there was a certain extent where they were Ollie's help but I wanted Ollie back I yeah, kind of lost course, my little boy yeah. a little bit he was my best friend yeah. Yeah. and all of a sudden he wanted to live with Nanny yeah. everything was Nanny everything was Granddad and then bedtime was kissing Daddy goodnight but ignoring Mummy because yeah. I had given him the attention <laughs> for God knows how many weeks and you can't let your newborns out your sight you just can't but yeah. there was a part of me it was like take them to the park I want my boy back for an hour. Yeah, and yeah. he had his tonsils out when the twins were six weeks old. So yeah. throw that in as well. Yeah. I still couldn't walk because I was so sore. Yeah. And I had to leave. I actually never four weeks old because he had his tonsils out on their due date. So they were five, sorry, five oh. weeks old. Um, I had to leave with these five-week-old babies, which was very young to leave yeah. with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust my mum. She's more worried about the kids than I am. Like she's yeah. 100% yeah. fine. I had to leave them all day. Mm. But there was no way I was going to let anyone else be with Ollie while he was put to sleep. It just wasn't going to happen. No, yeah. That was my job. Yeah. So I had to suck it up as much yeah. as I didn't want to be there because Lewis was going to be there when he went to sleep. Yeah. And then Ollie said, I want mummy. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, Lewis yeah. said, you don't want to do it. I was like, I don't care. He yeah. asked me and I'm going to go in. Yeah. But bearing in mind, my C-section skull was still bleeding. Yeah. My bladder was still healing. I was, I was so agony. slow my healing. And I was sitting on one of the stupid wooden hospital chairs like, for a whole the day. You know? they say that about healing? They say, get sleep, eat well. What I the two things? You don't do those things. Yeah. 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 It's like the real world, we have to go back to work. Our lives resume as normal. That two-week gap that the parents home. It's like yeah it yeah. goes it comes and it's gone and you just and that's snap, it. you just get on with it you just, um, you just get on with it. it but then i think it's so like i was like you putting on a bit of a facade just just going into that mode as you do thinking i don't know right. i failed i felt like i but failed but then i felt like yeah. a failure also yeah. because i just was i felt alone and i didn't yeah. feel like anyone could really see how i was feeling mm. i didn't want to say, I didn't want to say to anyone, so i was kind of a bit, bit of my own enemy yeah. in a way oh, yeah we are yeah. definitely but i didn't want to say do? to someone i find this really hard yeah, yeah. i didn't want to say to someone i'm actually, actually, I'm not actually say it. i can see yeah. you're struggling yeah. yes. i enjoyed ollie like yeah. you did that's the all first. yeah the twins i didn't enjoy the no. twins and that's but, not but i think that's kind of what i wanted to say to people is like oh you've got a boy and a girl you're so lucky i don't feel lucky at all yeah i feel really miserable and it's like you know even like my husband's going back to work and you could go for a couple of pints after work yeah and i'm like see their friends when blokes go out they don't talk about their family life they can be someone else it's just themselves aren't they and i think as well with like my children my children are much older than my friends children so my friends have all got newborns now so like at the time i didn't have anyone to talk to like because no one else was Do in the, the baby same thing with, yeah. yeah. So I felt quite alone and quite excluded. Like I felt like my husband had his friends that yeah. he could be just him with. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have anyone apart from family that I could just be me with. And my mum and mother-in-law would tell me what a good job I was yeah. doing. But mm. inside, I'd be like, mm, I don't think I'm 
I don't think you feel like you're failing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all for such. That's awful feeling. I wanted well. everyone. I remember buying this really beautiful cream camel coat that I loved, and I loved it because I could put it over any outfit, and I looked a bit pulled together. Mm. So yeah. I remember like picking up everything from preschool and having him one of those, you know, the little carrier things, yeah, yeah. and like having this coat on, and I like put my lipstick on, and people, oh, you look so well now. Had your shit together. I put that coat on. Yeah, yeah. 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 they don't actually They don't because they yeah. I just spent the whole life in this like. Mine was my makeup. Sit my makeup on every day. I'm alright. There's, yeah, there's little things. The eyebrows on, we're fine. But it's yeah. those little things that people don't question you. Yeah. If I looked really, t- like, if I, again, didn't have foundation on and this coat on, people would have gone, you look absolutely Or said, dreadful. are you okay? Yeah. yeah. But, and then you're like, oh, you're doing yeah. really well. We mask yeah. it, I think, as yeah. women anyway, in general life. I think all the time you just mask things yeah. anyway. Definitely. Definitely. It's interesting you say about feeling like a failure, um, because it is, it is really hard to admit that you're not enjoying it, because, yeah. again... It's one, it's one thing to kind yeah. of have this preconceived idea of what the birth is like, but you also have this preconceived idea of what motherhood is going to be yeah. like. And one of the things, I think everyone would struggle to admit with that as a failure, but what I want to ask you guys is, with my birth trauma, one of the things that really affected me afterwards was feeling like my body failed me, because it was yeah. the second time, and then that then also made me really struggle to deal with like my womanhood, because I was like... I'm female. I was literally put on this earth to reproduce. I couldn't that, even do that. That's yeah. what my body is supposed to do, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't yeah. even do that. And I've now had medical professionals tell me, you're just not very good. And literally, yeah. that was one person's words, you're just not very good at it. No. That must have been a rise for you, really, <laughs> yeah. Kirsty, because of the fact of the fertility <laughs> treatment as well. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get pregnant. That doesn't like, make you yeah. feel Unless you do the birth of the eel, though. Yeah. I, I give yourself a steam. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't get myself pregnant. I'm not very good at that bit. I haven't been very good at the delivery bit, and now I feel really miserable. So you think like, should I just have got more cats? Yeah. Have you ever, if you've had an emergency C-section as well, I think you feel like you've failed because you've not delivered naturally. Yeah. yeah because people will tell and, me um, that. I yeah. was quite upset. Well, yeah. I, I remember crying actually yeah. afterwards yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know my mum said, "Are you all right?" I said. I couldn't have him naturally, Mum. Yeah, I feel really I like... I felt like I'm having an epidural. Yeah. That's yeah, the word, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Inadequate. I felt yeah. really inadequate. Well, I think there's all these standards of birth. Oh, like, yeah. And I think, like, even silly things, like, I had this, I got water birth, I didn't, I ended up having, like, a induced epidural, and I, I, then other people would tell me their lovely birth stories. Like, yeah. my sister had a beautiful yeah. birth story. I feel a bit jealous. And I, yeah. I used to yeah. get me up. And somebody would be telling me something nice, and this is like not how I like to be. Like. No, but somebody tell me no. a nice story, and I'm like, okay. Oh, good for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well done. Yeah. But, but yeah. even now, at work, you don't I want to be bitter. Like, yeah. I've got yeah. a nine year old and a nearly six year old, and if someone at work tells me that they'd rather have an ear infection than have a baby in my head, I just go, like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. why do I still feel like it's been nine years? I know. That's it here, though. That's in the head. That's in the head. That's in the Scarred, and like that is like you, that's the birth trauma yes, because yeah, it's not it? about the physical. It's no, not, exactly. you know, a birth trauma could be classed as someone who's torn, bless them. But don't you think it comes yeah. back to mentally is just as bad as physically? It's communication again, though, isn't it? Because like, I had a, I don't know if you had him, but I had Alan, who's a lovely midwife. Oh, in his oh, area. My oh, he's amazing. I think he's brilliant. But again, he was very like, don't put all your birth plan down because things change. He's very. I love that about him. But still, if you go to NCT. I didn't, but a lot of my friends. They tell you to do a plan. They tell you to do a plan. They tell you to do it natural. You know, we all go on these, whether it's, you know, net mums and all these different, like, mothering websites. And we hear all these stories and celebrities put it all over their social media. And people have had all this support. And it's great. Mm. And 
I think now we have a different expectation. When I talk to my nan about her birth experience, they just went in and whatever happened happened. Yeah, no drugs or nothing. Yeah, whereas yeah. we just yeah. go in with this expectation yeah. that I'm going to bath the baby before yeah. they went home. Yeah, yeah. Was well, they, they, didn't they have like ten days in hospital? Yeah, my mum had three days, I think, with me. With me. Like, That's true. Yeah, like yeah, feed, bath, change. Like, now they just yeah. go see you like need your bed back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> watch you, baby. Make sure you're doing it all right. Take you through all the steps, especially if you're first time mum. I think, I think that's the thing now. We like with everything. Like I'll look at someone's kitchen on like you know when you did your kitchen, Laura. Yeah. I looked at oh I'd love it. and then I'm like on this like Instagram yeah. black hole. Yeah. I think we do that with birth. We read there's so much information yeah. yeah. I had researched like you know like having a Native American smoke dredge, eating your placenta, burying yeah. your placenta, growing a plant like. You've read all of the... I didn't yeah. do any of those things. But I'd read it all because yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to have all this information yeah. at my fingertips. And even through my pregnancy, I read, you know, the blog that tells you the size of a grape yeah. and an apple. And a, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we've got sometimes too much information. I've I got agree with that, I've actually. got anxiety yeah. anyway. Mm. So everything in my pregnancy that happened or birth... And, I'd read too much. It's the same yeah, as self-diagnosis, yeah. like self-diagnosis, yeah, isn't it? Google. Google. Yeah. I always say to people, please don't Google, Google yeah. the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say that to yeah, people yeah, yeah. now because you're going to drive yourself you do. crazy. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. Don't I know there's a lot to be said for things like social media, yeah. oh, celebrities, and Everything. TV. Oh, I do genuinely yeah. think the births on telly yeah. are so unrealistic that if you went, oh, that. That's yeah, I can't yeah. wait to have that. But it's better, you know. They need to be a little bit more realistic. But even when you had things like One Born Every Minute, like I used to love that show. I, I watch did. it all the time. And again, they're obviously only showing that it's so edited. It's so edited and it's only the births that do go according yeah. to plan. So you yeah. never see someone get rushed off to theatre. You yeah. never see someone have no, to have four spin off. It was One Born Every Minute and there was like a spin off with some of the ones that went slightly wrong. That was horrendous to watch because when you miss it, I've not been able to watch anything like that since. I can't blame you for that. Like after we had them, but again, what you're saying with the social media, and I think this is really, really massive, is the world we live in now. With everything is not real life. Everything is the yeah. the highlights, yeah. and it's at the fingertips of everybody. And you know, so many people going so naive. And I remember visiting one of Cameron's family members, and she just had a baby two weeks earlier. And she was just feeding him. And as she stood up, sorted her top out, and passed him over to whichever family member was then going to have him next. I saw her stomach, and I remember thinking, oh. Don't put that in the books. That's a bit odd. <laughs> she's, she's, like, her baby's two weeks old. I thought she'd have this, you know. Back to the world, yeah. Because, again, that's what you see when it's all the celebrity yeah. and social medias. And do you know what? I, I said to Cameron, I'm so pleased that I saw that that yeah. day, because it meant that when I got home from hospital after having Robin, and I wasn't back to being in a bikini, you knew it was normal. I knew it was yeah. normal. And yeah. I think that's the thing. We need to... And again, it's the very fine line between scaring people and actually just telling being them, real. this is normal. Yeah, because be actually, real. you're going to be more scared when things don't go wrong and you look in a mirror and you don't look how you think you're going to look because right. it's not what you expected. Whereas right. at least if you had that bit of forewarning yeah. and you knew that this is actually absolutely normal, there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. No. I didn't recognise myself after no. 72 hours, but, I won't lie. No, I looked no, in the yeah. mirror and I was like... Really? I yeah. remember when sort of Honestly, Kate, Kate Middleton walked out on the steps. Yeah. And I said to hubby, I bet she's really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. She had heels on. My feet yeah. were like balloons by the time I out of there. And I said to Lou, you can imagine that poor woman. She's got a pad on that's like, her knickers are up here. And she's got to <laughs> yeah. stand there, smiling. a hairdresser down her hair, and yeah. she's smiling. If someone yeah. had put a hairbrush through my hair oh, four yeah. hours, I'd be like, 
Yeah. Leave me yeah. alone. I just yeah. want to go to sleep. You know, I when, when I had Eddie, oh, so sorry for the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. 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 Harper Beckham was born in the October, and I, uh, in the July, and I was due Evelyn in the October, and I'd always love Victoria Beckham. And I remember looking at all our social media going, oh, she's fine. Oh, she bent over and Harper yeah, like, just popped out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other person was pregnant, it was Una Healy from the Saturday. So I remember them both being pregnant at the same time as me, and I remember Una Healy having this baby and walking out in this, you know, she's an amazing figure in these jeans, and I just thought, oh, God, I don't look like that. Yeah. And there was a picture of her that summer in a bikini, and I thought, I could yeah, I could It does, it does make you feel really like rubbish, doesn't it? But so I would like look at all these other people and be like, oh, I haven't met that yeah. standard. Like yeah. I met Courtney Kardashian and baby at the same yeah. time. And I would then trawl through these celebrity social media, and it's not like I've started listening to quite a few podcasts lately around body image and stuff, and realised that. When Beyonce went on tour after she had Blue Ivy, she was training for four hours a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would be That's babies it. for those four hours yeah. a day. Yeah. I thought I'd be for babies. Four hours a day to no, no, That's not trainer. realistic again, is it? And, and I yeah. sat there bottom feeding with like my hand in bag of kettle crisp because that was my substitute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a colicky baby. <laughs> for your only meal that week. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't eat Chronicy dinner. Colicky baby in yeah. kettle crisp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nobody... He's eating crops a combination. Don't worry, girls, we're real. Yeah, yeah. they've got night nannies, yeah. so yeah. they're getting sleep. Night's so kid, yeah. yeah. They wake up at six in the morning and have yeah. a train, and I think those are the things. Like, it's now like I'm sitting here at 33 going, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that's all really tainted image, you know. They, yeah, have they, they don't eat carbs. Like, yeah. And no one carbs. tells you, I think, as well, with like, yeah. so yeah. night nannies. Money can buy how much, you know. How damaging sleep deprivation can be. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, my partner, I he's hate it. He's amazing. It's not. Yeah. Wake up. You know what? My partner did loads and he's brilliant. But even, like, if if it was my turn to wake up and he was just breathing the wrong way, you think, I'm going to smother it. Yeah. Like, that's sleep deprivation. How dare he sleep? How dare and I'm not yeah, sleeping. Yeah. 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 Y
yeah, yeah, as a mum, you just have to kind of yeah. do everything. It to, does. You know, to, sit around, to sit around this table and have a conversation, we had to plan it two weeks ago. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So be, true. He, he just goes after work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's the thing as a mum, that that yeah. day they're born, you are planning every Everything. inch of your yeah. life you're really Everything. quite irrelevant aren't you yeah. in yeah. times of your life and you've oh, got but even with brilliant partners like, oh absolutely I mean? like, yeah. even with the best partners in yeah. the world you do take that but that's because we can't switch off oh, we yeah. the family PR. they absolutely. can we can't switch yeah. off yeah. that's it absolutely. That, is, that is the difference I can't the they're on my sex isn't it all the time you know the Mickey Fanagan sketch where he always says that oh did you ask how Paul was and no we didn't talk what do you mean you didn't ask how his wife is no it's a mindful thing, it's a yeah. woman thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And How's the kids been? You know, the first time me and Laura yeah. see each other after you know lockdown, he's like, is Ryan back at work? What's Ryan doing? How are the kids? It's like before I'd even gone, oh Laura, how are you? I knew how Cameron was, Rose was, Robin was, before we even gone, oh, we could not be alive without Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing, I think so much is just just naturally inherent on our shoulders when we become mums because it is a different level to being a dad and again like Cameron is phenomenal he's such an incredible dad and he is very mindful and he's great around the house as well but it is a different level with you when you're a mum and we're the ones that's just gone through the ordeal of bringing them into this world as well that's probably why we are the different level because we have that extra level of You know that there's a connection, that extra yeah. connection, which just can never be matched by yeah, a man. No, and that's again, no disrespect. That's no, just, no, it's just we, the way it is. That's the way. That's biology. That's just yeah. how it works. And we are our own worst enemies. We do put so much pressure on ourselves, and we really don't need to. But I do think, and that's why I'm so pleased you guys agreed to come on this day, and why this whole week I'll have been spamming my Instagram with stuff about it because it's okay not, not enough to be people. okay that's yeah. what I want to just say yeah. to end it's and okay to be you know yeah. not to be okay if you don't definitely I mean. and I think it's perfectly fine yeah. I remember seeing a quote when I was introduced to the birth trauma association there was a quote on their Instagram that said I can be grateful for my baby and still be really sad oh, about well, how yeah I like that that's lovely and when I read that I was like yeah, that's true. Because I constantly felt guilt about yeah. feeling sad, about feeling yeah. this, because I thought... You should be elated. I, you know, I wanted this baby, I asked for this baby, and I got this baby, and she is a little miracle, you know. She should, by all accounts, have had an awful lot of problems, you know, for the sort of delivery she went through and how long she was without oxygen. And she's not. And it was only when I started to get better mentally, we also happened to be... It probably actually helped the recovery that she started hitting all the milestones. She started standing, she started taking steps. And with all of them, it just felt even more special mm. that she'd done it because we were kind of left you know being told well we won't really know the full effects yet you know you know she's had all this extra help and stuff but you don't know and that made things a lot easier but seeing that was huge in my recovery and just connecting you wouldn't know would you looking at her no. just wouldn't oh, know no. she's such a little such a little bundle joy, isn't she? she's just yeah she's bonkers everyone who knows her knows how crazy she is and and i am i'm am so grateful for her and i'm really lucky that um i did get therapy i did have emdr which again i'll have put stuff about on the instagram this week which is deliberately for treating trauma it was yeah, a therapy that was used in the military to help soldiers when they come back um, and they are now using it quite a lot to treat birth trauma and it is wonderful so if anybody is contemplating it and not sure I highly highly recommend it 
Um, but that connection with other people, and I think that's so important, because like I say, just in this class of 20 kids, and you're the only ones that came forward, I mm. guarantee there's other people oh, who, yeah, who hadn't listened or mm. just don't feel comfortable talking about it. And that's just out of 20. Or brush it under the carpet, yeah. Yeah. which is what we do. And again, I think that's the really big important thing, that if you're sat there with these feelings, but thinking... Cool, my story's not nearly as bad as Joe's. My birth yeah. wasn't that traumatic. And that's something I find in the Birth Trauma Association Facebook group, which, again, was instrumental for, for helping me. People will start their posts by saying, I know it doesn't sound as traumatic as some people. I know it wasn't yeah. as bad as other stories. Or I've kind of read stories and felt like I'm a bit of an imposter here. But I am still having these feelings. And it could be down to something, just the way they were treated. It could be the midwife. They could have had that perfect water birth. And on paper, medically, it was fine. But the way they were treated or the way they were communicated to, for some reason, has left them in this awful place. Trauma doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't. It really doesn't have to be physical. Well, the being really, really shit to me and really, really nice to Zach, and that was really getting on my nerves. Yeah. And at one point, I know... I'm like, she fancy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was getting really yeah. with you. I went, she's getting on my nerves because she's being really, really, really horrible to me. And she's being really nice with <laughs> you. And it's pissing me off. And I'm I'm like, it, here. Excuse me, here we go. Hi, Ange, calm down. I'm like, I can see it. Can't you see it? Yeah. I was getting really annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is in helping you, Ange. I'm, I think it's the same as like managing staff at work. Like if one technique works for motivating one member of staff, it might not work for another. Another, I think that's like yeah. birth. Like yeah. there was a point in Evelyn's labour that my husband was like, "Right, should we just pack our bags and go home then?" Because yeah. I was like, "No, yeah. I was like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it." And he was like, "Okay, come on, we'll pack our bags and we'll go. Do you want to go?" And I was like. No, he's like, come on then, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of needed there, because your partner can intuitively see what you need, but the problem is... And they kind of kick in it, right? Yeah. They are a stranger, aren't they, yeah. coaching you. It's like coaching, yeah. you, know, a, you know, a child that's doing football or dance. They need coaching, and that coach learns how to get the best out of them. That midwife, it's hit and miss. If they get oh, it wrong, yeah. it's yeah. really wrong. Whereas when your partner, I think that's the thing. They, they know your personality. They, they know, know what makes you laugh. Or, yeah. They know what you need. Whereas, yeah. like, if, it's, if you know, that midwife might think she needs the tough approach. Well, actually, I don't need the well, tough no, approach. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've just done an epidural and I'm trying to push, like, because I thought it was having him naturally. Yeah. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. And she's saying, but you're not pushing. I'm like, but I can't yeah. feel nothing. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I am. She said, yeah. you've yeah. got to go like you're doing you know yeah. and I was like yeah and I'm doing that and I was trying to be calm but then she was being really snappy with yeah. me and I was feeding off of that vibe yeah. of her vibe yeah, yeah. and I didn't like it I was yeah. just like who is this woman yeah, yeah. ugly I didn't yeah. like her in the wrong yeah. headspace then and it's yeah. all going wrong really ugly yeah. Yeah. and it all just that just made mine just spin because I was yeah. just like this is bad so, you should yeah. I always think there's an element of if you haven't the birth you wanted you should as much as it's painful enjoy it yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. when you've had experiences that we've had you don't enjoy it yeah. and then yeah. you feel you've been a bit cheated you oh, waited nine definitely. months you did all the right I, things you bounced on the ball lovely yeah. you didn't get your nice yeah. birth you yeah. didn't feel like you yeah. enjoyed it and that's not fair oh, you feel yeah. like you didn't deserve it I mean, yeah. Yeah. I finally got put into a side room what did I do wrong yeah. yeah why didn't I get the right yeah. way sorry I'm talking over you I, I finally know. got put into a side room and, and it was just like I want Zach with me and she said you can't have him with you but she wasn't very nice the way she said it yeah that's amazing. I said, thing of anyone. Yeah, I basically, yeah. I swore, um, yeah. and I just told her to go to get out. Yeah, basically. But, but I think yeah. she didn't come back. There's yeah. going to be a lot of, I think, birth trauma from this lockdown period because two of my family members yeah. had babies in lockdown, yeah. and 
one of them, their partner literally made it with minutes because they weren't allowed till the very end. Yeah, and oh, I can't think of nothing worse than being on my own. And the, the going yeah. through an induction's quite uncomfortable at yeah. times. I think most yeah. people have yeah. induction would say it is. Yeah. Like, I needed my partner through that. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's going to be lots of people post-lockdown probably listening to this that might have a newborn. Like, it's, you need to go and talk to other people that have had yes. these lockdown babies because we we have no understanding of what no. that feels like without a partner yeah. as yeah. well. Frightening. Must really so, so frightening. frightening. Yeah, physically, I could have done mine physically. Yeah. I would have just, I'm doing it, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, mentally, mentally, I need no. him or my mum, whoever, and, to and go, you, shut up, Joe. And you need let's people to advocate yeah. for you. I think, you know, I'm quite, up, I'm yeah. quite a strong yeah. person, like I'm quite strong at work and things, I can communicate for myself. But suddenly, when you're having a baby, you become very vulnerable. Like, yeah. my husband communicated for me when I couldn't communicate for myself. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's what worries me about this this kind of babies from the last six months yeah. is that these women might have all the experience we've had where we yeah. haven't been communicated well how well could you communicate in that situation oh, yeah. without your partner helping and is that a traumatic yeah. but can they convey that to their partner enough so that he really understands understand what yeah. the hell yeah. she went through yeah, she could yeah. say it was this that and the other but yeah. oh yeah. darn that sounds awful yeah. if you hadn't seen it As like come and see yeah. it with you yeah. and he said to you I don't want any more babies that's yeah. how bad it was yeah. you Absolutely. could come out of that room and that woman could go honestly there was blood everywhere you go right? oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. He yeah. needs to see you in yeah. the agony. And I yeah. think Absolutely. a man always needs to see just how hard it is to give birth, from to really appreciate yeah. any form of postnatal depression yeah. or any kind yeah. of, yeah. you know, yeah. breakdown afterwards. They need to see what you did to get you to that point. You know, they're sitting there going, "I'm glad I'm a man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a lot easier yeah. for me. Than it was yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. My bit was quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys get all the fun when it comes to this whole baby and pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> See that they're sort of rubbing the nail marks out of their yeah. hands. Yeah. That's the least of your. Or, or you're hurting my hands. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, ladies, look, I, I'm going to say we're going to um, wrap it up just because I'm aware we could be talking all night, all yeah, night, night from this, and I think we'll have to come just have a general girls' night just to carry on. To or part two, should yeah. be part two. Yeah, we'll have, to have a part two. Um, but I think one thing that we we will all agree on is that if you are feeling this way, if you're sat there thinking my birth wasn't that bad, I shouldn't feel this way, or I don't think this is... Your feelings are valid, yeah. and it is yeah. perfectly okay to not be okay. And you, I can guarantee you will get some comfort just by opening up, talking about it, sharing your story, and you'll be shocked at the amount of people who will come back at you and say... I felt exactly yeah. the same. This, will, this will help really a lot similar. of people, Laura. It's amazing. I think we may it's hear some more. Yeah. Doing, oh, you yeah. know, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will put an advisory out before this goes out to anybody who is currently pregnant, first time round. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Maybe not listen to it. Maybe this is the realism they need. But yeah. Yeah, it is, you know, We're real. But just, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think and that I is so important. This really is the unfiltered, unedited version yeah. of what childbirth is and the reality of how you may feel afterwards and to just know that that is completely normal you are not you've not failed your body hasn't failed you you're not a failure as a mum so many of us go through it um so please just have that courage to open up and talk to somebody because the support is the support is there you've just got and it's really hard to ask for it you know it is ideal if someone close to you picks it up but if you don't feel comfortable talking to anybody around you there are going to be links in the show notes to the birth trauma association as well as some just useful instagram pages who share really good things about birth trauma and how to deal with it um but the bta especially i cannot thank those ladies there enough kim in particular who runs the facebook group um 
well, I, I would not be here without you guys. Let's, you know, we'll end it on saying that. So thank you to everybody who has tuned in. Ladies, thank you so much You're for welcome. being so thank honest you. and sharing this. And um, every single person out there who has been through this or been through any sort of childbirth, you are no ordinary gal. If you're enjoying No Ordinary Gal, why not leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from? It's a great way to let other ordinary girls know about the show too. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.